perfect. Hello, Trailblazers, and welcome back to the Business Casual. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Stacey, and I'm the host of the show. Today's episode is an extra special one. Not only is it our first episode of 2021, the first episode of our new season, but I'm also co-hosting this episode with my sister and the co-founder of The Business Casual. Hi everyone, for those who don't know me, my name is Mariana. I run the behind the scenes here at The Business Casual. I cannot miss out on today's episode as I'm a huge fan of our guest, Tiffany. I've been following her through her YouTube videos for quite some time now, and I'm looking forward to today's conversation. We're going to be talking about computer science, landing internships in tech, and much more. With that, I welcome Tiffany to the show. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're good. We're so excited to have you on the show today. We're grateful for your time. We know you're a master's student, so it's definitely picking up the semester already, even though it's just after Christmas. So we're grateful for you being here. And we'll definitely get into school and master's, undergrad, and all of that in the conversation. Uh, so Perfect. let's start off with our rapid fire questions. Um, we're sort of easy. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I've been trying to read more. Um, I know a lot of people say that, but I've really wanted to try to start reading biographies. So I just started one about James Cameron, who is the director of the Titanic. And it's been good so far. I love that. Um, okay, the next question is, tell us about a time it was really awkward vlogging in public. So honestly, it's always kind of awkward vlogging in public. Um, you're kind of like in a really strange position. You have your arms stuck out and you're like pointing a camera at yourself. So I can't really pinpoint a specific moment, but I think you just get used to the awkwardness and you own it um, because if you don't own it, it'll actually show in your clips. Like I've had clips that are cut off early because I was like ready to put the camera down and I'm just like, I wish it was longer. So yeah, you just kind of get used to it, but it's always going to be a little awkward. That makes sense. Have you ever had like, do people give you like weird looks when you're like out in public and just kind of like confused by like what's happening? Yeah, people kind of just look over. Um, but I usually am with people when I'm vlogging, so I always try to like include them and it makes it feel like less awkward. Yeah, always when you're with someone else, it just everything seems less awkward and you're like, I'm not alone, someone's with me, like people aren't paying as much attention to me. That that totally makes sense. If you could go back in time to any moment, what would it be? Um, I think I'd go back to freshman year of college. Not that I'd like redo anything, but I think I've grown so much since then that it would be really interesting to experience that moment again, like when I was 18. That's so cute. I like that. I don't know if I would go back to freshman year because that's when COVID started, but this <laughs> <laughs> was sounds like a more positive experience. What time would you go back to? What I would go back to? I honestly have no idea. I would love to go like pre-phones and pre-electronics, like maybe the 60s. The 60s? I don't know. Yeah. 2012. 2012? Yeah. Why? What was it? Everything was good back in 2012. Like, 2012. I just so many good moments back in 2012. I don't know. I was only 11 years old, so I don't really remember. But yeah, <laughs> probably some better music videos now. <laughs> I know music is so bad now. Okay. Um, and lastly, what is your drink of choice? I love chai lattes, especially the ones from Starbucks. And I have oh one my right gosh, here. I have one right here. <laughs> yes. Mine's iced, though. I only like iced coffee or iced like drinks from Starbucks. That's so funny. I was actually like thinking of it earlier today and then my mom walks into my room and she had one in hand. I was like, how did you know I was that I wanted one? Mom's like, no, everything. Mariana, Mariana loves this question. What's your drink of choice? Hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, yeah, and chocolate milk. Mariana's obsessed. Uh, well, I'm glad we got to get to know you a little bit more and kind of see your personal life and behind the scenes of YouTube. Can you give us a rundown of what your career and journey has been so far um, 
in school and career? Yeah, definitely. So I'm currently a graduate student at Stanford and I study sustainability science and practice with a focus on technology and business. And the purpose of this program is to create leaders who will push for a more sustainable world. And I think technology can be a really great tool for, for sustainability. Um, before grad school, I was an undergraduate also at Stanford where I majored in computer science and minored in classics. And I was also a coxswain on the lightweight rowing team and helped win four national championships. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and as you guys know, I also have a YouTube channel, which I also consider kind of a business. Um, and I've had that since freshman year. So many years ago I started, but only recently have I started to like focus more on it and like put more effort into it. Um, and after I graduate, which will be this March, I'll be working as a product manager at Reddit. That is so exciting. And it's really exciting that you're also on YouTube. That is how we connected with you. Marianne has been watching you for quite some time. And people underestimate how much time it takes to upload content. I don't have a YouTube channel, but I know firsthand, just even from Instagram, like filming content, editing it, posting it. So kudos to you for being able to do that while also being a student um, at Stanford. I'd love to hear more about that experience being at not only a student at such a prestige school, but also being a high level athlete there. What was the environment like? How did you balance, you know, your school, your academics, time management, and overall, what was your experience um, just speaking from your undergrad? Mm -hmm. So Stanford is such a great and fun environment. Like looking back on it, it is just, it was such a dream that I got to go there. I feel super lucky. Um, and I think what makes it special is the people. So the people I've met are just so kind. The students are so interesting. They all have like their own individual passions and they're always so excited to talk about it. They're also very supportive and like willing to work together, willing to help you and like take time out of their day to help you with something. So I've met some of my best friends there. And um, yeah, when I look back on my Stanford experience, that's what I think of. Um, I also, I really like that Stanford encourages you to explore many different interests. So, um, and they have a lot of funding, so they'll give you that funding to kind of explore things. So even though I, I'm a computer science major, like before that I was like interested in biology and like um, the outdoors. So I had a summer internship where they gave me a stipend to go to Hawaii and work on a farm and like make a documentary about sustainable agriculture. And first of all, the, the fact that they even had that opportunity is so special, but the fact they also that they also had funding that they gave us to do that is just so special. And I've had so many really fun internship experiences because Stanford presented the opportunity. So that's what I like about the school. As for being an athlete, um, it's definitely rewarding, but I found it very tough as well. Um, I had to wake up at 5 a.m. on most days to go to practice. We'd practice on the water for two hours, and sometimes we also had practice twice a day. And in the spring season, we'd also travel to the East Coast a lot, so I had to miss a lot of school. So basically, you had to dedicate a lot of time to the sport, and you had to be really all in and really love it, or else you'd get out, you would get burnt out really quickly. But I made so many good friends from being on the team because you're just like with your teammates all the time. And I learned that working hard at something, even though you might not get the result you expected, is still very much worth it and valid. 
I know that you um, you broke a record with your team, I think for a national record with your rowing team, um, and you won the championship, I believe. Yeah, so um, we I broke the record with my boat um, in 2019. That was my senior year. And um, yeah, we also won the team championship. So there's the individual event with your boat, and then we have three events, and then the score tallied from all the events will help you win the championship. So we got first in that as well. It was a really great end to my senior year. That is so exciting. And it sounds like not only were you able to balance time and athletics, but were able to experience more than just academics. That trip to Hawaii seems so cool. And now that you're actually studying sustainability, I'm sure that having that experience really opened up your eyes to a whole other world that you were able to study. And I'm sure it connects a lot to what you're studying right now in your master's. Yeah, definitely. Me and my sister both play volleyball. I'm just wondering, how did you get into rowing? That's so different from like any other sport. It is so different. You're right. Um, And I didn't even know about rowing until I got to Stanford. I walked on my freshman year because there was a post in the Facebook page of our class. And it was saying that they wanted a coxswain, who is the person who steers the boat, to join the team because they only had one and they needed at least two to go to nationals. So I just tried out and fit the role and I was super dedicated because I really wanted to do well and like explore this and it paid off and I stayed for four years. Wow. That's crazy. So you were a walk-on. Yeah, that's so interesting, especially because like, especially in your freshman year, everything's so intimidating already. So kudos to you for walking on and taking that challenge on for four years. But it was obviously, like you said, a rewarding experience. And how did you balance kind of making sure mentally you were well and not burnt out and still keeping up with your studies because I know it can be taxing on your body to have to wake up so early and then your mind is being really strained not only in practices but uh, in school and in the classroom. Yeah it was definitely hard to balance being a student and an athlete and I think what worked for me in the end and I only realized this near the end and towards my senior year is that you can't do everything at 100% or else you'll really get burnt out it just won't work. Um, there's only like a select few people who can like be excellent at everything so um that isn't me so i realized my senior year that i had to take a mental step back from rowing and still like go and like participate but just leave it on the water so not think about rowing when i'm doing school and not see it as my main identity and priority and once i did that i was able to focus more on school and i did so much better and i didn't have so much pressure on myself to do so well in rowing because honestly I was striving for perfection and I feel like that can be taxing sometimes because honestly nobody can be perfect so that's an unrealistic goal to set for yourself so once I was more realistic about how I should think about rowing everything got better. That's really great to hear and I think it's so important because as students in the back of our mind obviously everyone wants to be perfect and get straight A's and do really well in school and that's really important and something that everyone should strive for but when you're also part of other activities whether it be sports clubs a passion a hobby maybe you have your own business it's really unrealistic to be able to give 100% just like you said to every single thing so it's important to take a step back and really prioritize make time for yourself self-care it's all really important especially as a student and it's not recognized enough. And just like, I could just only imagine you're up like, coding all night and then you have to wake up at 6 a.m. That's what I thought about. I thought about pushing, like maybe I'll try and 
get noticed by a team for volleyball to like maybe play volleyball in university. But I just, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could picture myself just doing schoolwork and balancing it. I know for me, like school, I, I'm not one of those people who just gets it right away. I have to study in order to get it. So I, I wouldn't be able to. And I know for you that computer science wasn't even what you were originally going to Stanford for. You're going for filmmaking and biology, I believe. So how did how did that even come to be where you thought of computer science and how was the transition between computer science and uh, the double degree that you're doing before? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, yeah, I came in wanting to do bioengineering and film because those were my interests. But, you know, at Stanford, we're next to Silicon Valley and they really have a great computer science program. And what I love about it is that the barrier to entry is pretty low. So anyone can take the intro class and understand it. You don't need prior coding experience and so something I had seen as like untouchable suddenly became very easy for me to try and I really credit the intro class to drawing me towards the major. It was CS106A, I think most students at Stanford take it and I I took the class and I really enjoyed it and Chris Peach who was the professor was just such an incredible teacher and made it so exciting. You could tell that he was really passionate about the subject and it made us students passionate as well. And so I realized from this that CS could be an option and that it was really fun and you could do really cool things with it. And tech is so applicable in like almost every field. And I was like, wow, I'm going to try this out. And then I ended up majoring in it. I know I credit my computer science teacher too for giving me the passion. I'll shout out Mr. Morlag. I absolutely <laughs> love that class. It just, it, it, teachers make such a big difference. I, I think people don't talk about it enough. My computer science teacher, so much passion. It just made me passionate about it too. And that's how I fell in love with it. I don't have a passion for computer science, but I understand what you guys are saying. I have the professors make the biggest difference and teachers in general. And I'm, it's really nice to hear that your transition was smooth because I know a lot of times people are fearful of like making that change, especially when you kind of have your mindset or like you have already like a plan of what it's supposed to look like. So it's really refreshing to hear that it was a really smooth transition. And now four years later, you have created a really successful career for yourself and now you're studying sustainability so how does that complement what your undergrad was in computer science yeah so sustainability um, is all about how do we create a better world for the next generation and our program defines sustainability as intergenerational well-being so how are we going to push for intergenerational well-being and i feel like technology and entrepreneurship is a really great way to do this um, tech can really help advance the world for the better because it's it can do things that humans can't and also tech is very scalable. Um, so, for example, one way right now that I'm combining my sustainability degree and computer science degree is I'm volunteering with the World Health Organization and I'm helping to create a mobile application for them that will help improve the sanitation of health facilities around the globe. And so... Yeah, I get to use my skills in computer science towards a sustainable goal. So that's very exciting. Wow, that sounds like a really cool project you're working on. Is that something that you found on your own or is it kind of a requirement um, or an opportunity that came through your program at Stanford? So the sustainability program, part of it is that we have to do a practicum, which is you work for a nonprofit on some sustainability goal. Um, and so they are very flexible with what you can do with it. So I found this opportunity and 
I got it and I'm applying that towards my degree. That's awesome. And talking a little bit more about like your career and your past experience, you were also a intern at Reddit and will be joining them for a full-time position once you graduate. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Um, we were actually, my sister and I were researching Reddit and we saw that they have a really small number of uh, employees. So kind of what was that experience working there and a little bit about the application process as well? Yeah, I think working at Reddit was the best thing I could have done last summer. Um, I worked as a product manager intern, and I learned what it was like to be a product manager. And what I love about Reddit is that the people are so kind and really willing to help you. So I got a lot of guidance from my manager and my mentor. And my manager had the mindset of he wanted to teach me to to be a good PM. And he wasn't there just to like use me as like a workhorse. He really just wanted to teach me. That was his goal. So he gave me really honest feedback and really good tips from his many years as a PM. And so I feel like I grew a lot that summer, even though it was only 10 or 12 weeks. Um, Also, what I like about Reddit is that it's small, like you were saying, but it's big enough to have the resources of a big company. So it's small and you can know everyone and you can have impact in your projects, but it's not so big that you don't know everyone. And the CEO even hopped on a zoom call with us interns and i feel like that isn't really done at other companies that are bigger um and yeah i just got to know so many people um i just slacked people and i asked if i could zoom chat with them and just get to know them because usually in an office i would just be there with them but i wasn't and i still wanted to get to know people and everyone was really kind and i made so many new friends and learned so much life advice just from these random reddit employees that i messaged no definitely and i think just as you said when you get that big company experience it's sometimes hard to make those personal connections especially when you're looking at tech i think there's a lot of preconceived notion that it's really cutthroat it's really competitive um it's all about profit and you know you're not going to get that it's almost like that workhorse mentality so it's really positive to hear and now Congratulations that you're returning um, to work with them once you finish your degree. I'm sure you're really excited about that opportunity and where that's going to take you. Can you talk a little bit more about the recruiting process? Do you have any tips for anyone that wants to get into a product manager role? Um, anything that you would want to know when, if you were just starting the recruiting process yourself? Yeah, I feel like I can share a lot um, regarding what the process looks like for applying. So the first part is the application, and a lot of companies have their um, applications online, so you can just apply there. But I've actually had the most success when I applied in person. So if you go to your career fair um, at your school or a conference like Grace Hopper, that's the one I went to actually to get this job. So um, I feel like if you actually get to speak to a recruiter in person, you make more of an impact on them, and you don't just become one paper in the pile. So I would suggest really going to those career fairs if you can. Um, As for interviews, they usually have several rounds of interviews. Um, The first one's usually like a behavioral screen, and the next ones are more product technical kind of questions. And for this, there are a lot of resources online to help you prepare for this, because most PM interviews follow the same kind of format, where they ask kind of similar questions. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on like practice PM interviews and that really helped me. And I also read this book called Cracking the Product Manager Interview. 
and that is a really good resource with lots of practice questions and um, just advice on how to do well in the interview. I feel like there's a lot of overlap and similarities between consulting interviews and product manager interviews because just like you were saying there's also a book I'm pretty sure it's also called Cracking the Code and it's all about consulting interviews and I know it's really competitive industry and the interviews can be really strenuous sometimes so I think there's definitely some overlaps between those two interviews. Aside from the recruitment process, have you had any challenges that you faced this far in your academics or careers, considering that you are entering a mainly male-dominated industry? So I think you kind of have to have the mindset of you can let your difference be an advantage if you want it to be. So being a woman, you bring in different perspectives and different experiences. And as a younger person, you also bring in different perspectives. So I just have the mindset of like, I made it here and I should be here. I'm proud of that and I'm excited to bring my perspectives to the table. I also think it's really important to surround yourself with people who can support you. So for example at Reddit when I was interning there my manager really encouraged me to speak up and you know a lot of younger people or people who are new to the job might feel intimidated and not want to bring their ideas to the table but he actually said that When I did speak up once, he said that idea was really good and he encouraged me to speak up more. So having him tell me that was really encouraging and now I'm like, yeah, I have great ideas and I should share them. So yeah, I think who you surround yourself is really important. I think sometimes you just need that little push, especially when you're the youngest or, you know, you the only female in the room. Once you get that little push and you kind of get, it's always that first step. Like even like in an interview, the same thing I find. Like once you get past the first question, you kind of gain that self-confidence and you feel more confident with like every question that follows or like every next meeting, you feel a little bit more confident. And then that's all you need is once you have the self-confidence. And that's one thing I think females especially struggle with is self-doubt and fear um, just because I don't know why, but that's something that I feel like a lot of females really struggle with. So I think that's a great piece of advice that you just gave to definitely surround yourself with good people. And like you said, see that your difference as a strength rather than a weakness, because it 100% is. Yeah. And going off of that, um, my manager really encouraged me to speak up. And like you were saying, sometimes you just need that one push. And that just makes me think that like, I can also be that one push of encouragement for someone else. And I guess we can all be to people. We don't know how much our words have impact. Like sometimes you don't realize, but even you saying like good job or commenting on someone's video, like this was so good, can really make somebody's day and really make them want to continue. So I think that's something I've learned as well. Everybody listening right now, please like comment share (laughs) follow the podcast it could be the one thing that pushes us forward (laughs) it's true though especially virtually i think that a lot of people it's a lot harder to make that like personal connection and people feel a lot more lonely you know with lockdowns especially here in canada in toronto specifically we're in some pretty strict lockdowns so like you said you never know how someone else is feeling or how their day is going. So any words of encouragement are really important and can make someone's day. So we appreciate you sharing your experiences with us here. And hopefully this episode can inspire someone to chase their own dreams 
especially within the computer science realm. And with that, I want to close it off with one piece of advice that you want to leave listeners with that you wish you knew or that you've been given that you want to share. So one thing that I think of a lot is this quote from Steve Jobs, and I don't remember it exactly, but the gist of it was that you can't connect the dots looking forward, only looking backwards. And what this means is that you're not going to be able to plan your life out to a T. You know, there's going to be changes, there's going to be turns, twists and turns. And um, so you kind of have to like let go of that control and just go with the flow and take opportunities as they come and really be open to trying new things. Um, For me, I've just learned to let go of control and realize that, you know, it's going to work out for the best. I just need to like trust God and, you know, it's going to, things are going to happen. Things are going to change. But in the end, I do trust that it will work out for the best. And that's what, that's my advice that I would have for listeners. That's a great piece of advice. I think it's also a really good mindset, especially at the beginning of the year. I think people are always more open to changing their perspective or really excited about new habits. Um, like in January, it's the start of a new year. There's like hope, especially in these uh, weird, unprecedented times. So I think, like you said, just looking, not looking forward too far ahead and going with the flow is a great thing to leave off this episode. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us here on The Business Casual. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you. And we thank you for sharing your story and telling us more about your experiences. We will have Tiffany's LinkedIn and Instagram and YouTube linked on our Instagram page. So make sure you check her out on there.